Hello, ladies, gentlemen, neither's, boats, and in-betweens. My name is Nolan, and I'm going to be the DM for this podcast and let you in on the world, stories, and characters that my six friends and I have created. And so, welcome to our game, welcome to the world of Paravalis, and welcome to LGBT D&D. Let's D&D this for the last time! <laughs> for the last episode of this season... Where we last left off, our group had finally made their way back to Nurton and made their way into the city proper with the help of their friends Armeg, Tigran, Trayman, Zramash, and Kaidi. A date was a arranged by Kaidi and Press off screen. Though none of the characters except for two of them who know who they are know about it. We had everyone arrive in the middle of town where Ada promptly ran off to go look for more research about the plague of Daifungare in the library of Kedis of this city. Meanwhile, everyone else went off to go potion shopping and also experimented with some more experimental drinks, <laughs> such as Leo's homebrewed old ooze, as well as a potion of fire breath that lasts a little bit longer because i said so you found your way then to the plate and fork got yourself some more armor and weapons uh sold off the cursed scorpion armor for a bargain for her and then almost killed her yeah. we saved her she didn't <laughs> we're just die. quirky we, we almost murdered her. someone we didn't kill her <laughs> oops <laughs> Honestly, though, four hit points, you know, you stub your toe, you die. Yeah. You're asking <laughs> to die at that point. <laughs> if I sneeze, you'll die. God. Okay, you guys have just confirmed there are going to be so much more battles with collateral damage in the next season. Yeah. Oh, no. No more empty battlefields. Wait, no. You want to talk about four hit points? Let's talk about four hit points. <laughs> Oof. Anyway. You found your way to the plate and fork, almost killed a woman. Could have been worse. Then found your way to her friend, the fox of the fox's oddities, a small little magic shop who gave you not only some fun, more enchanted magical items, but had a grab bag of random effects whose, in case you wanted, links to those will be down in the description of the episode. I'm going to put that in because I should do that. Yes. And where we left off, you had found your way outside of town towards the end, where you found yourselves going into the Hobgobble Inn, a windmill inn on the outskirts of town. Wow. However, just as we had left off, you were about to be surprised. One of them raises their hand. Oh, God. And you see the small amount of vegetation. Uh. <laughs> that is on the ground around you starts to whip up in a frenzy of vines and flowers all around you. Can I get everybody to make a strength saving throw? I, I certainly can try to make a strength saving throw for you, Nolan. Mm-hmm. Does a nine save? Oh, I got a nat what? 20. I got an 18. I have minus one strength. I'm going to have the, uh, the owl try to dodge or, like, step in the way for this one. Uh, it needs to make a strength save as well. Oh. Uh, cool. 
the owl gets the owl gets a nineteen, and I get a seven, and I get a fourteen, a sixteen. So Ada and Cress, as the rest of you feel these vines start to whip up around you, and you do feel yourself somewhat tangled in them, you're able to pull yourself out before anything really wraps around anything important. Cress and Ada, you feel your joints are pulled by these vines, and you are barely able to move. You are restrained. Oh, shit. Uh, you can use your action to make a strength check to try to bust out of them again. Cool. But that takes your action. Cool. The second person behind them raises their hand and also points at you. Uh, and you see a wonderful burst of colors. Oh. Whirls out of their hand and oh, into no. a brilliant pattern around all of you. Can I have everyone make a wisdom saving throw this time? That I can do better. 18. 16. Ooh, that's a 14. 15. 14. Got a 15. Oh, sorry, Ada, you actually have advantage on this. Awesome. Alright, so grass is okay. Art is Ooh. okay. Cress and Ada both fail. God damn it! Burrell is okay. Eliwick just succeeds. Damn, Burrell, what a good throw. Uh, two of the ladies tangled up in the webs are... Your eyes are almost like held open by these little plants. The rest of you are able to shut your eyes before this weird pattern weaves its way around you. Uh, Ada and Cress, you are now incapacitated under the effects of hypnotic pattern. Mm-hmm. That checks out. Yep. So I'm restrained and incapacitated. Cool. Mm-hmm. And this ends for you if you take any damage, or if someone takes an action to shake you out of it. So, like, at this point, now, we've lost our actions, reactions, and movement speed. Correct. Yep. Cool. <laughs> and with that, everybody roll for initiative. Do we still have to roll for initiative if we're not even engaged? Yes. Okay. Because eventually you will likely take damage or something will happen. Oh, shit! I got well, one. Of course, of course, now I get a 19 when I'm tied up and not in the fun way. You know Cress is into that. Yeah, we had a whole episode where we talked about bondage safety and, like, making sure the ropes aren't too tight. Yeah. That's our after-school special. Do you want me to roll for the owl? Uh, no, owl will go on your turn as your bonus action. The owl has nat 20 consent? (laughs) Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, the owl owl could, like, help them. The owl could, like, blast them. No, the owl can possibly shake me away. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, sick. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Oh, I got... Sorry, I I got a five. I I misread my initiative. Damn, you all rolled shit on initiative. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why couldn't you have failed my saving throws? (laughs) You got distracted. To be fair, you are pretty surprised at this. Which brings us then back to my little friends here. Oh, shit. Wow, we rolled terrible on initiative. Mm -hmm. Oh, they get to, like, go again? Like, oh, I did great. I got a 19. I'm just... Can't do anything. Uh, we have yeah, the windmill <laughs> about 10 feet ahead of you all. 20 feet around all of you is difficult terrain. It's a 20 foot square. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
uh, you can still move through it at half your speed. Except for, of course, the two ladies that are incapacitated and tied up. So rough. So, it is their turn again. They are going to look towards... Well, one of them's going to say it to Varel. One of them's going to say it to Art in perfect unison. Drop your weapons and focuses and come with us. No, no. Roll a wisdom no. saving throw. Okay, oh. Alright. Yeah. Fuck. Alright, uh... Alright, I got a 17, so... I feel like I'm good. Whoa. Uh, I, I didn't oh, get a 17 no. on my end. <laughs> I got no. a 7. Oh, no. That's pretty much the same thing. Art, you think they make some oh, really good shit. points. Oh, no. And with that, also, though, the vines drop around all of you. So, so Ada and Cress, you are now only just stunned. We're only just incapacitated. Yeah. Okay. And Art, you want to drop your focus? Come with them willingly. Okay. Uh, and you have to do that for the next eight hours or their concentration. That brings us then to Cress's uh, turn. Someone hit them. Haha. <laughs> Um, Cress, what's going through your mind right now? Like, I saw the pretty colors, and just, they are so nice, and it just, I'm like, wow, pretty. Like, kind of pretty. That's that's all. That's all that goes through her mind right now. And Varel, you are now up. Oh, man, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. I want to, I mean, can I wake up Cress or, like, Ada? Can I, uh... Can I just try to wake one of them up? Um, shoot, I think who's closer to me? I think Cress. I'll uh, I'll try to wake up Cress. Oh shit! Yeah, that is your whole action. I mean, yeah. If I if I try to do that, it's my whole action. So then, I mean, if you wanted to, you could, could just make an attack at her. Yeah. Oh, deal yeah. some damage and wake her up easy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh shoot, <laughs> evil bitch! Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that instead. Yeah, so I can get another attack in. So um, it's easier. Yeah. Um, let me just hit you. I'm gonna just run up and hit you. You would have advantage because she's. She is. You would have advantage because she's. <laughs> and also, I have no mage armor on. Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna hit you. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, let me do that. I'm gonna run up. Um, yeah, I'm a th- I have a 13 uh, AC right now. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Are you using a weapon on me, or are you? I'm not. No. Yeah, me? I don't think I can. That's no. I. <laughs> I'd rather punch you. So yeah, I'm just gonna tap you on the face. I'm just gonna give you a little. Just a little smack. Just a little, uh, you know, knock on your noggin. Yeah, I'm gonna run. <laughs> I'm gonna run over and um, <laughs> smack you across the face. Um, you know, unarmed strike. Um, yeah, I de- <laughs> definitely am gonna hit you. I believe it's five points of damage. Yeah. <laughs> so, what the? I, what the fuck? Chris. Chris, wake up! Yeah, we're in the middle of something. Chris, you're a wizard. What? Wizard, do your wizard thing. You know, I point at the hooded face. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I think I'm gonna try to take another attack um, on the other, on the other, uh, the hooded figure who who tried to command, um, tried to command us. I'm gonna run um, where they're at, mm-hmm. right up uh, up on them, and yeah, smack them with my uh, sword. All right, so it does a 26 hit. That'll just hit. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> not, oh, not, no. I'm totally kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, so this is one of those fights we're supposed to lose. Yeah, like, damn, this could be the end. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to run up, and I'm going to firm 
Probably <laughs> grasp my sword. Probably grasp it. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna probably <laughs> grasp it. Um, and then I'm going to uh, slash at them, uh, dealing. Ah, uh, it's not super great. Uh, eight damage. So hopefully, then they would have to make a concentration check. He succeeded his concentration check. Oh shoot! Yeah. So uh, yeah, then um, I think that's it. That's my turn. Ada, you're up now. What's going through your head? Shapes and colors, the likes of which none have ever seen before. Instinctively, your glamour weave has started to match the pattern. Yeah, it kind of like like bleeds into. So basically. I'm seeing all these different patterns, and the glamour weave is, seems to me in this hallucination state or this hypnotic state, like a source of all of the pattern. And I kind of become like it, it slowly starts to move up my body, and I keep trying to pull it off of my skin, but um, it it won't leave, and it keeps infecting me. And and then I'm gonna have the owl um sort of. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, they can't really slap me, so uh, I guess just kind of like claw at my at my eyes. Sure, yeah. you know normal things. He'll wake me up. Wake you up inside. I can't wake up. <laughs> wake you up inside. Leave me. <laughs> the owl takes its action and just like starts clawing at you, hitting you on the side of the head. Come on, wake up. What? Huh? What are we? What's going on? What's happening? Who? Who? Weren't you just talking? What? What? What is the meaning of this? Why do I just feel? Why did I feel? And it just kind of moves your face with its claw over towards the people that it just casted at you. What the fuck? Um, I'm gonna automatically uh throw my trident at the people who just cast it. Alrighty. A nine to hit. Wow. Misses. Goes really wide. You're just a little bit still tripped up. Comes back to me and the second one's a 19 to hit? <laughs> 19 will hit. Awesome. So. Until, boom, a arcane shield bursts up around them. Are you fucking kidding me? Cool. Well, that won't do anything. And then I, 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 I call it back again. And I look over to uh, I look over to my crewmate, my party mates, and I see um, Art kind of wandering and I see where and I look around. I'm like, "What? What's going on?" <laughs> I think I just shout like, uh, "Art's going with this one. They tried that on me, and now I'm trying to beat the concentration out of this one." You know, uh, uh, stay close, uh, stay frosty, and you just hear like the sounds of you know my sword like hitting their arcane barrier, just wong, you know, or whatever that sounds like. And then hell yeah, you know, <laughs> try to sum it up for you. Awesome. Well, I can't do any of that, but. I sure hope you the best. <laughs> I used up all of my actions and my owl's action. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my turn. <laughs> I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna try to, how, how far away is Art from, from where I am? They're about 20 feet from you. Okay, I'm gonna try to move closer to him, like, to get to. Up next to him? Yeah, up next to him, and I'm gonna try to, like, to jostle him a little bit. Alright, so we've got a- Varel on one, Ada on the other right now. Yep. Art, you're now up. You see Ada rush forward. You really just want to... This is this is dumb. We should just 
all of you should probably just do this. Like, yeah, honestly, guys, I think I think um, you know the, these guys they seem strong and like I, I don't know, just pretty reasonable, and I think we should go with them to wherever they're going. I mean, look at them. Um, Nolan, could you give more of a description of what they look like? So, Art, you just see them as, like, friends that you've always known. You trust them. Uh, everyone else sees these two figures in black cloaks, one tall, one short. Can't really see much outside of their cloak. They definitely look as though they're pinned up, as if to purposely hide what they're wearing underneath. I mean, look at them. They've got these beautiful, billowing cloaks i mean that's at least a 200 thread count that's that i think that's a good thread count i don't know much about thread counts but it's not a good thread count art oh well i guess we should go with them and then maybe give them advice on how to buy better cloaks with more thread count i'm gonna start walking towards them now um and then i'm gonna use all of my movement to walk towards them all right you're going right up to the one that's your friend now yeah hey buddy Let's talk about fashion. You see all my friends in the glamour weave, glimmer weave. They got mad threads, my dude. Um, I don't think they want to go with you, though. So we'll, we got to figure that out. Um, yeah, I, I realize I'm meeting you. I don't even know your name. My name is my name Art. Um, and then I hold out my hand to, to shake. They don't go to shake your hand for right now. Well, that's pretty rude, but okay. And then I kind of stand there. Ellie you're now up. Could I just run up instead of attacking them and just try and rip off one of the um, hoods from one of the cloaked figures? All right. Go ahead and make a uh, athletics check, I think, for grapple. Awesome. They diced a three, which brings it to a five. I got a 15 on that athletics check. Yeah, I'm going to say you grab him. Oh, uh, okay. you, <laughs> Use your action grab their hood and yank it down and you see a high elven woman who Cress and Art immediately recognize. This is Lady Thimblewick herself. Who Who's the hot old woman? What a milf! Lady Thimbledick? Hey! This is Triella Thimblewick. The woman in charge. Brayla, we have something to show you. Will you please shut up, dear? Wait, who has a bag of holding right now? <laughs> oh, it's, it's me, dude. <laughs> Varel! <laughs> who is right next to you. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Varel, Varel! <laughs> yeah, what do you need, babe? Let, yeah, let, let's show her what we got her. You know? Yeah, let's show yeah, her. Yeah, let's bring out that Medusa, get some snakes Wait, out so of here. Who's the hot old woman attacking us? What? I don't even... She's Lady Thimblewick. She's uh, she's the big old mommy of, of the... Of... That's Lady Thimblewick? Yeah. Yes, she's a MILF. We get it. Yeah, she's a MILF, and... um, Well, I don't... Wait, is she a MILF anymore since we killed her daughter? <laughs> yeah, Nolan, can you roll for MILF? <laughs> As I do, roll a d10, I got a 9. <laughs> Are you still a MILF if you don't have a daughter anymore? Is that... Oh, God. Do you say that in character? Absolutely. I'm all enchanted and shit. I'm casual. Make Um, an insight check. Just because you're up and not in a mood to try to kill her gives a little bit of a different... Um, I I rolled an eight. (laughs) You don't see much of a reaction pass across her face. Yeah. 
when you mention her dying. I'm just vibing. (laughs) That's what enchantment magic does to me. I just vibe. (laughs) And that brings us then to Grass. You're up. What would you like to do? Grass notices that her main girl, Eliwick, is really close to danger right now. Like... Milfs are mighty. Uh, so I'm going to go and cast some chill touch and diffuse this little situation going on. That's going to be All the right. episode name, actually. Milfs are mighty. <laughs> that was a net yeah. 20. No! 27 to hit. Hell go ahead yeah. and double the dice. Let's do 23. 23 points of damage. God damn. Lady Thimblewick is looking bloody. Does that break the natural one on the concentration check? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Grass, what does it look like? This is a nat 20. You can just take it. Oh, the second the hood comes down and it was revealed, my skeleton hand just shoots forth and goes behind her and just starts massaging the knots out of her back, you know? Just relieving all the tension and, like, pressure. She, she's worked a lot. And, like, I I know what a lady of the house wants. She wants her back rubbed, you know? I got you. I know, I got MILFs. I know MILFs for days. And then where does the 23 points of damage come in? <laughs> Um, at one point I unlock, I, I get that one spot, like her, her husband just can never reach like that, that one mighty knot that's been building up for like, okay, this is getting 20, 40 years. Like it's been really tense. She's really, she's always been like a little lower, a little lower and he just misses. And so then... I just, I push in for ultimate relief that it causes damage because she's never been loved that way before. To remind you guys, this is some necromancy cantrip going on. So, like, I unlock that spiritual part of her that has been dead for so long. And And she, like, feels that weight now of all the years I could have had this. And the vitality just sucks out of her as that realization hits. As she comes to, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Um, Shall I roll to see if this woman has fallen in love with me yet, Nolan? (laughs) Fallen in love with you after, like, a shitload of damage. (laughs) Yeah, the 23 points of damage does kind of negate... The, the <laughs> lust that she was feeling in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, ouch. Like, love love hurts. I mean, actually, she I rolled a 9 on that, and I was going to give it a DC 10. It is now going to be Triella Thimblewick's turn. She's going to look towards the other cloaked figure say, I told you we could not get them willingly. Is going to put her hands together, and you see this ball of ice start to coalesce within her hands as she's going to target Art, Varel, Cress, 
with a cone of cold, so I need you all to make a constitution saving throw. Eliwick, luckily, you are on the, like, opposite side, so she's not able oh, to- Oh, wow, amazing. Incredible. Lucky me. Oh, okay, fuck yes, uh, 22. Uh, not great. That is going to be a 13. Yikes. You fail. Yeah. 22, I actually make a save for once. Yeah, uh, I got a 10. Oh, man. 29 points oh. to those who got a below a 14. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Of cold damage. Oh, burr. Take it. And uh, that would be 15 points to Cress. It rounds up? 14, round down. You're right. God. She brings her hands together and this cone of cold coalesces out and bursts over all of you. You have frost covering every inch of your body. Varel, you feel it sink in and like little bits of frost bite start to hit into your body. Shattering away. I'm fucking cold as hell. Art, you are also just really feeling this. The studs in your new studded leather are freezing cold and searing into your body with freezing cold pain. Cress, you're luckily able to catch the tail end of it so you don't get as much of it, but it still does pain to the windmill behind you all. How dare they try and ruin windmills for us! With that, she is also going to look over towards her husband who then, now seeing her unmasked, is just going to, for the sake of narrative, unmask himself where you see a Jacuse! A gnomish figure clearly with the height that he is at wearing stilts <laughs> and he goes yes my love let us get away and is going to run over grab her by the arm and cast dimension door are you fucking kidding me oh son of a bitch what a day to not know counter spell yeah uh i don't have it prepared and i'm very sad i have no reaction can I turn into a very fast, small animal and try and run through the portal with them? So, unfortunately, it's not really a portal, but you can, if you would like, try to be an animal that could, like, track them. Ooh, yes. I'll just mm-hmm. become a willing beast. Um, I have no flying, I have no speeding, but I can turn into the hound dog from the fox and the hound. Um, and use my trauma to go find my friend. I can't. All right. Yeah, can you roll for trauma, Melissa? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, let me let me see. Rolling for trauma. I got a a fourteen. Now, what what's my disadvantage? Um... <laughs> so, all right. So, grasped instantly as these guys poof, teleport off. Everyone else is just sitting there in stunned silence for a few seconds. Grass turns into this bloodhound and. Gets a good sniff in. Is able to then try to rock it off, I assume, following their scent. Of course. I feel like this whole time while I'm in dog form, I'm communicating with Eliwick and her ability to speak with animals with my um, tail. Mm-hmm. With your tail? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, wait, I can actually speak to uh, small animals, so I can totally... Uh translate um woof 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 yeah no i'll just i'll follow grass as she's running i think i think she's Uh, pointing her tail that way you lead them off through the town winding through the main streets as people are still kind of bumping to either side of you as you 
are rocketing through. Everyone else, I presume, is following as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, and I am I am covering my face as I just don't want people to see me associated with all this drama. Can you can can the owl can the owl ride the back of the mastiff? The owl kind of flies over, <laughs> looks towards you, uh, dog form grass. Ooh, kind of like looks to nod. <laughs> yeah, while we're running, can I cast uh, false life on myself to give myself some temporary hit points? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good, because I'm hurting. Alright. <laughs> Did my barking scare away the owl? If that was the intention, yes. Oh, perfect. It will fly back off. Because anime is fun, but consent is important. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. So now, yeah, we're running through the streets, tracking them, and like, how is grass doing with that? Like, how does that happen? As a Mastiff, you can actually make perception checks at advantage. So if you would like, I'll give you a plus two on the roll, Grass, from everybody else's help on top of that. Go ahead and make another perception check. Or survival check. Fourteen. There's a couple times where you're running through and you start to lose the scent. And you take a second to... But you catch it again. And you're able to start rocketing again. You go down the main street and you hang a right... And you pass what looks to be a much richer neighborhood. You start to see much taller houses made of stone, whereas some of the other ones had mostly been made of wood that had been imported or other sort of shabbier materials. Mm. These ones are like fully decorated homes, look fancy. Grassier nose is telling you to keep going even farther. My tail points up for Eliwick with a motion of forward, forward... Down tail, up tail, to signify, let's move on. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B. <laughs> Hell yeah. The dognami code. <laughs> and with that, you're able to wheel around and you get to what you now see is this large area. You can see there is a high, thick stone fence around a surprisingly green household. Shit. So they're just, yeah, hoarding water on the edge of the desert. Damn dicks. Classic. You can see there is a front gate there where you can see four armed guards standing there. Um, I run up to the armed guards and I'm like, hey guys, so the Thimblewick sent us on a mission and we did it and then they attacked us, so what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, follow right up behind you and just, yeah, look, you know, as menacing as possible. They kind of look towards each other. Well, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Well, I would like to lodge a complaint with them, so could you please let us in? I'm sorry, you're not to be allowed on the premises, sir. Uh, no, you don't. You don't understand. Um, they assaulted me. Um, you're not to be allowed on the premises, sir. And this is indeed the Thimblewick household, right? I don't think you're allowed on the premises either, ma'am. Am I allowed on the premises? I am uh, need of Void Pike. And they kind of look towards the rest of you. Wait, all all of you. They said you're not allowed on the allowed here. Please e- leave. Even I, Ada of the Void Pike family, I have I have the heiress to the entire Void Pike estate. I demand a de- I demand a council with the Thimblewick family immediately. Yeah, wait. You know what? I'm I'm sorry. You know what? Let me clarify. They had us assassinate their daughter without telling us that we were going to assassinate their daughter, and we only found out after the fact. We have a body in the bag of holding here, and you want to get involved? You really want to get involved in this situation right now? 
Mr. I don't think this is your pay grade. I think you should just step aside. Otherwise, I'm going to siphon the life out of your fucking body because they just blasted me with cold and my tits are shivering. Okay? So please step aside. You don't have any tits, Art. But the rest still stands. Everybody has tits. Tits in your heart. In your soul. Again, you don't want to get involved with this, Mr. Guard Guy. Yeah, go ahead and make an intimidation check with advantage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Grass, did you have something you wanted to add on top of this? I want to add um a spell onto it to give a little help. Aren't you a dog? Oh, I am a dog. Can I just pee on him? You can pee on him. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. Thank you. You cast piss. <laughs> um, but I, I got a 17. This guy just... You're not, you're not. And the other guy that's standing next to him just opens the door. Go ahead on in. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. And then I start running towards the house. Also, do you realize just how much these armor pieces clash with each other? Did you dress your... Did you dress yourself this morning? I think you're not supposed to be on the premises, ma'am. <laughs> and he starts crying. Woof, woof. And Ada, seeing everyone just roast these guards, is trying to add in. <laughs> and your spears aren't even that sharp. And I looked to Crest to like, as like a, yeah, <laughs> I did it. I just, that's a good one, Ada. Yes! <laughs> I'm gonna follow Art now. Thank you. I, I assume Clarence is your name. You look like a Clarence. How did you know? <laughs> oh, it's obvious. So you all start to storm in. You see now this gorgeous looking villa in front of you. You see there's a staircase leading up to what looks to be a like colonial style mansion here. Are there any curtains? Uh, you do see there are two front windows, inside of which there are curtains. Mm. There is the front door right there, as well as a porch swing that is currently empty, but is moving just slightly. I pee by the porch swing. Mark your territory as well, yes. I'd like to see if the door is unlocked. Swings open. Okay, so then, can I see any of the curtains in there? As you... Look in, it looks as though the two windows on the outside are from other rooms than this main room. You see in here is a large entryway. Does anything uh, else in here look flammable? It's all, it looks like to be a lot of wood, yes. I'd like to just throw a firebolt into, oh, into a very wooded corner of the room. Make an attack roll. That is going to be a 22. Yeah, that hits the unmoving wood. Wait, Cress, Cress. Loot! Loot! We can't burn down the place before we've looted! What? I can't hear you over the sound of this crackling fire. Ah! Um, I'm gonna use my, uh, my wizard hat, my wizarding hat to, um, cast. Yeah, or, or yeah, I'll do control flame, and I got an 18 on my arcana check for that, so I'm, I'm good. So you succeed as Crest throws out the bolt of flame, it starts to catch. You instantly start to panic. Chris, if, if you've taught me anything, it's that we should attack them first in where it hurts their heart, and then we can light the place on fire. <gasps> oh, Ada, you know the tenets of murder, oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. 
I'm in a party full of psychopaths. No, that's great. Um, <laughs> they all look so flammable, and they, guys, they oh, make God. me miss tonight. I will go on a rampage. I will kill all of them. I will hunt down every last thimble wick there is. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm all down for for ending bloodlines of of the you know the rich, but you know it'd be really cool if we did did that later. And first, I yeah. just want to know why they attacked us. We did what let's, they wanted. Okay, let's murder them as quickly as possible, then we're on a timer here. Ooh, got a date? What? No, no. Is that what the soap is for? What? I, I got the soap out of a bag randomly. But we know how the how the lines of destiny work. I mean, come on, I, I know divination. Destiny likes to give people soap. Okay, let's go. Let's do a murder. Um, <laughs> and I start walking up the stairs. I just coming up the stairs, like I want to have a firebolt just in my hand, and I want to be heading up the stairs saying, "Triella, come out and play." You hear echoing as you start up the stairs and are just about halfway up. The rest of you are still on the ground floor, echoing out from a little tunnel underneath the stairway that leads to a room further into the house. We're in the dining room. Come on in. Let us talk. Uh, the last time you talked at me, you used enchantment magic on me, which I think is pretty shitty. How about we talk first? Hey, Varel, um, I'm going to borrow this. And I grab the bag of holding, and then I open it, and I pull out their uh, dead Medusa daughter and dump it on the, on the table. And I'm like, hi, so you wanted this. Why did you try to just kill me? Because we did not want you bringing her around our city again. Well, we didn't but show it to anybody. You know, we were just going to show it to you. You were loose ends that needed to be plucked for our family to stay no. safe. No, 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 no. You mean the hunter plague? What? We always thought you were behind, in, attached to the hunter plague. I was just going to investigate. Are you... Do you know about the Hunter Plague? Of course. What do we have yeah, because your super fucked up daughter was trying to bring it back, so, you know, we weren't yeah. sure. Yeah. So. She really wanted to kill you, and I honestly can see where she's coming from. They looked to have some sort of, like, surprise come over their face. You can make an insight check if you'd like. Oh, absolutely. I don't trust a thimble dick. <laughs> Hell yeah. And while she's rolling, Nolan, could you describe, like, the surroundings, like, where we are, just a little bit? Sure. That's a dirty 20. As of right now, as you all came into the room, you can see they're sitting at a large set-out table for dinner. Uh, You can see there are two people in armor, one of which you recognize. The blonde half-elven guard was the one who had let you out into the desert, is currently waiting. Just behind them by about 15-20 feet. Oh, and fuck you too. Session one, bitch. I eyeball him. You know, I, I look What's everybody's in, anybody's insight check? I got a dirty 20. I got a dirty 14. I got a 19. Nice. And like, as far as I can tell, it's just the those three guards and the Thimblewicks. Right? Like, you know, looking around the room and whatnot. Uh, yeah, you so far noticed those two. You also hear as if there are there is someone in a room to the left side as you entered here. 
Okay. As if there's... But you can't see where they are. There doesn't look to be a door, but you hear the noise of, like, footsteps. I go and pee where I'm hearing these footsteps. (laughs) You instantly can recognize the secret door right there. Yeah. I walk over to it, and I pee on it. (laughs) How do you not have the bladder control? (laughs) Third time's the charm, baby. Rule of threes. I pee on it. (laughs) But what does the insight check? Insight check looks as though she knew he did not. Oh. Oh. Duke. Oh, I forget your name. You're oh so insignificant in the shadow of your wife. What? How dare you? (laughs) It, It seems as though she's been playing you this entire time. How sweet. No, I can't say Tallywassel Stimulnik. What, what the fuck is your name? Tallywassel? Tallywassel. Tallywassel? Hey, Tallywassel, Tallywassel. Tallywassel Stimulnik, yes! You are, you are such a stereotype. But also, um, what? what I really, what I really want to say to you, though, is, uh, you know, you sent a lot of people to get frozen into stone, and it's not pleasant to be stone. And frankly, we could use your money and supplies to make a lot of people unstone, um, like in this temple in the middle of the desert. Um, and then I, I go into the bag of holding again and I pull out the stone handkerchief thing with the symbol on it. And I'm like, look, yeah, Raven X family, they got people in there, you know, so we could go to them or you could help us out. Would you want political leverage? Oh, just think of the chaos that could happen if we take the second family of Thimble. We can just give them a reason to want even more power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you? How do you want this to go? Because, um, I frankly, I'm really, really angry, and I'd be happy to hurt you. But, um, you know, what do you want? How do you want this to go? Make a persuasion or intimidation check. Your choice. Both Art and Cress. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, I got a 13. <laughs> I got a 24 persuasion. Yeah. And that's <laughs> why I figured you didn't need advantage. Yep, because I'm a charisma caster. <laughs> and which one was it, Cress? Persuasion or intimidation? Persuasion. Triella rolls her eyes and just... I think you have a good, good points. Perhaps we were unfair to you before. Oh, you think? Awesome. While this is happening, I want to just sort of like grab my blade and like slowly. As they, the guy sees you drawing a oh, sword. Well, he draws. Yeah, his... no, I mean, I don't want to like draw it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just want to sort of just like you know very slowly put my hand on it. Like I could show the blade, but I don't. And kind of slowly. Mm, gotcha. Sort of, just like yeah, that. like he knows and I know, gotcha. and I see him do it, and I sort of slowly. Cool. Okay, that I had the yeah, wrong question. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Though. Uh, so Art and Cress, you two work on that little speech. They, yes, I think that could work out if we were able to find a way to rescue these people in the temple. She says, and you can see no insight check needed. Gritted teeth, hates every word that is coming out of her mouth. Yeah, you sent all these merchants to get screwed up by your daughter. Uh, maybe you should feel a little guilty about that. 
You mean, mean lady. You are a mean lady. I also just don't realize how you could have a daughter who, besides no being a Gorgon, was so fucking hot. How did she come from either of you? Uh, she's gonna take some psychic damage, and they are both gonna, like, easy for someone who can choose their appearance to say. Oh, yes, but even in my monstrous, monstrous true form, I still could easily, easily win more beauty contests than you. Yeah. I'm gonna be, like, I'm gonna be, like, staring down the the matriarch, kind of thinking she's still hot, but, like, wanting to agree with Cress. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." Here's the thing. There's MILFs and then and then there's not milfs and honestly lady the more you talk the more you're not a milf you're just mean <laughs> you're a mean lady that's all that's all you are you got you got wrinkles on your soul you know what i got on my soul i got nice titties that's the difference between me and you okay so give us give us just a shit ton of gold and a lot of supplies to you know get get these people unstoned you know, before the desert has its once a year rain, and then maybe it's acid rain, and then everybody gets ruined because they get pitted by it. So, like, come on, lady. <laughs> you cut out for like a bunch of that, but I yeah. get the sentiment was fuck you, give us money, give us stuff to do so we can go rescue the people. Yes, that was the sentiment exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, while this is happening, I guess I start to slowly head over to, like, the where Crass is, like, peed by the secret the door. Bark. I agree with your <laughs> senses. I want to know what's up. Bark, bark. Oh, I think I think we should break open that door. I think, I think Grass is sending us a message. As you guys start to walk towards that door, the blonde half-elven knight starts to cross over to intercept. Yeah, I'll shuffle too. I'll like try and reach towards like my thief's And he's going to put his hand as well on his sword in the same sort of eyeing you up. Excuse me, excuse me, guard. We are in the middle of very delicate negotiations. Um, You can tell that to your friend inspecting the room over here. Well, okay. So Uh, you admit there's a secret room? There's a secret room, huh? Yeah, what is it? You're really bad at negotiations, I'll tell you that much. None of your business, that's what it is. Ah. Triella is going to take out a coin purse and drop onto the table a solid uh, 600 gold pieces. Only 600? Do you do you seriously think that's enough? Because like I, that's laughable. That that's like two potions to help people. Especially six hundred for all of us. That's a hundred gold each. I. How about this? We shall handle the rescue of these statues from the temple on our own through merchant contracts. And for that, we will pay you this 600 as well as a sum over the next year. And in return, you have no mention of our daughter and what she did. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh... But what about... Hold on. But I know that you know about the Hunter Plague. So, first off, I'd like to figure out 
what you knew about it, and why you let it keep on happening. Is this part of your interest? That was just her demented dreams that she had come up with in the cult. Out there with her sect and her mentor. And to think she always blamed us for why she did this. Why she turned towards this evil purpose. But I did not want our reputation further besmirched by Gimby and her actions against us. So you are against the Hunter Plague returning? Yes, why would I want countless deaths? Insight check. Go ahead. Nat 20! Oh, Chris! Oh, yes. We're going to be right back in the sequence, Jim. <laughs> oh, hello. Hey. So, you get the impression from Triella Thimblewick here that she isn't excited for the Hunter Plague, but she isn't against it as much. She feels as though she would be safe in this eventual Hunter Plague world, that she would never, that her family would never be the ones to be tricked by this sort of enchantment plague. Hmm. You do get the fact that she does not seem to actively want it. She's not a part of this cult. It seems as though this was something that uh, their daughter had taken on on her own. You do, however, get the slightest feeling only because you've read the note that you think that she might have some sort of connection or have some sort of knowledge about this second hunter. Okay. Well, let's see what and the podcast then the podcast is. Meanwhile, in the general channel. Welcome all you crazy clowns, you cool ass folks, to the podcast within the podcast. Uh, podcast within the podcast. Uh, yes, podcast within the podcast. <laughs> this time in the podcast, we'll be talking about um, uh, what makes a milk. <laughs> well, what, what, what what really first of all, you have to have a child. <laughs> that does make a mouth. <laughs> no, no, no. You see, I had this conversation actually the other night. Some people do think you need to have a kid. Mm. But I like to think that people can have MILF energy regardless oh, of yeah. child. Yeah, because... I think it's a state of mind. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that some Adopt. things are always for people with kids. Like, I don't want to be part of this nuclear family <laughs> mentality. I want MILFs to be free from that. Yeah, anyone yeah. can be a MILF. It goes back from, actually, it's a Marx concept to think about the commodification of the milk. So, about the milk body in terms of how how, how much it can be sold and bought within the media. No, seriously, if we can think about it within how much it can be sold and bought within the media. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. That's why I'm laughing. It's honest. It's only true in terms of how much it could benefit society and or get... And I think MILFs have a lot to contribute to society. I think, honestly, without MILFs, society would collapse. We wouldn't have Stacey's mom. Hey, and speaking of milfs, Absolutely. yes. Speaking of milfs, <laughs> I'm a milf. Um, check out Oat Milf. I have a SoundCloud. Oh, um, follow me fun. at Melissa Ingle to check out my at Oat Milf oat music. Yes, what a thing to come music. back to. And this concludes our podcast within a podcast where we answer the questions people <laughs> really want to know. Anyway, so now looking over at her. 
You're like, okay, you don't want it to happen. Oh, but no. Oh, no. you know that your daughter was involved in this. So what I, what I just have to ask is, what uh, does the name Second Hunter mean to you? You see a slight look of recognition flash over her face that she quickly puts a mask over. She thinks for a second. I do not know who that is. I do know it is my daughter's idol. Someone that they had followed. Someone that had picked them up into the desert long ago, apparently. Do you have any leads? Just that they are someone insanely magical and insanely evil. If you couldn't get that from the hunter plague and all. Wanting to do a genocide is uh, pretty evil. I, I agree. She yeah. still looks over that Ada, though, and is reeling a little bit from that than you. But how are they not connected? I mean, I just don't believe this whole concept of, oh, we didn't know about the Hunter Plague. If you had the access to give your daughter this information and and willingly or unwillingly provided with her with the access, then doesn't that make you culpable? We released our daughter into the desert years ago. How are we to know who she would find? Why that, why that temple? Why that place? We hired mercenaries to take her out there and kill her. Apparently, they did not. They left her out there to die. But apparently, she did not. Hmm. Why did they leave her to die at a place that lacked windmills? Yeah. What the fuck? Also, quick question. Um... I, I just want you to look at me while I hold this box that is maybe full of bones. You don't know. Um, I, but while I hold this box, I want you to look at me and I, and I want you to say, uh, I truly intend to help the people that have been turned to stone by my daughter. So I think while this is happening, can I just lean over to Ellie with and be like, you start a distraction. I say, I whisper, actually, I don't even whisper back. Um, I just start wailing, but like, like a baby, like, like, just like wailing, like, like animated baby style, like, just like everyone look at me. It's really, it's really a weird picture. Ellie, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And then I just stop. Like, as soon as I start. (laughs) Great. So then, as that happens, great. I'm going to use that. As that distraction happens, I'm going to try to edge closer to the super girl. I'm going to try to get closer to it. And once I'm there, I'm just going to try to sort of, can I slide a pan, just use my pants to put like a tiny little really, really dab, yeah, like right on the. Make a stealth check for it. That's not at disadvantage because of the new armor. Awesome. That's going to be a. 14, and then sleight of hand, 60. All right, they definitely see you walk over there, (laughs) but do not see you put the paint on the wall. Uh, You crouch down, look in. You can see in there are two two late teens that are huddled in there, (sighs) scared. And you can see they're in a small room, doesn't have much in it. It's a panic room, yeah. 
Yeah, you can see there are some chairs to either side of them that are like stacked up as if this is a storage closet. Yeah. Okay. Word. Yeah, they're just trying to. They're just trying to hide their youth. I was thinking it was something else. All right. Well, that's good. That's usually good news. So. Uh, uh, and with that, we go back to Art, who she starts to answer for a second, then Eliwick wails out of nowhere. What Do you fuck? mind? <laughs> I will help the people who are turned to stone by my daughter, and the bones do not rattle. And I look at her and I'm like, you just saved your own life, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, well, uh, as long as you do that, I think we're good here. Except, wait, and, I um, have one more request. I Yeah, wait, did, good here. I have a question. How many others are there? Others? Like your daughter. I don't know. Do you mean the abomination she's become? No, the outcasts, the children, your own children that you forced to kill when they became inconvenient to you. Why do you care? Well, it is kind of shitty and lame. Yeah, well, it's kind of shitty and lame, and if we have someone who has access to your funds and your influence... That is also looking towards to find other ways to get back at you. We should probably know about it, right? She was the only one of our children that we (laughs) let leave. You let leave? That is how we prefer to refer to it, yes. Now, I, I can hardly understand her accent. Let live or let leave? Or let leave, excuse me. Let leave. Oh, okay, yeah, so it's two very different <laughs> So, the others are somewhere around here? They are our children, yes. Do they know about her? They do now. They can hear what you are saying, is all I will say. Ah, okay. Two knocks if they hurt you, please. <laughs> One knock if they don't. Two, if they feed you, one if you don't. Are you happy here? Two, yes, one, no. They're happy. Okay, works out. Um, I'm going to grab this this little satchel of gold. I'll distribute amongst my group evenly. Hey, well, yes, so... I, just, I do have one more request of you. Yes, Chris. I, oh, you know my name. Wow. I require a table for two, meal fully paid, at the nicest restaurant in Nurton tonight. Fine. Perfect, thank you. Oh yeah, and have you ever had dealings with the changeling who has a scar on his neck? No. Okay, just checking. Just asking. Just looking in on things. Forgot I said that. Um... Let's yeah. Let's 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 part ways. Have a great day. Um, hon hon hon. Baguette. All that. Fromage. <laughs> God, Duke Thimblewick. I hate you with a passion. Au revoir, asshole. <laughs> oh, you devious little piece of shit. Or oh, that would be bigger. Look better and smell better than you, actually, now that I think about it. Oh, you. Do you know where my book is that I've been trying to find that got me into this whole mess? That got me exiled for accidentally setting part of your shed on fire? 
that had Grandpa Thimblewick in it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Listen, I didn't. I... <laughs> what was the book? Was it more Elden um, Erotica? No, it was. It was. It was a book on the old gods and and what were they meant and what they were all about. Tell you what, I think that is yours. Oh, I had forgotten about that one. And are you? Kind of runs off stumpily upstairs, ends up coming back a few minutes later. So it was. It was the money, right? It was. It was just the money. The guy's a pompous asshole who's ugly. Okay, <laughs> it's just for the money, right? And the power. And the power, of course, yes. If we're being perfectly honest here, I mean. What else do you have to get from us? You know what? I, you know what? I, I, I Yeah, I know what to get from you. You, give me your stilts. Give me your stilts. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Make a persuasion check with advantage. Ooh. Nat 20 on the second roll. Us hunts you are so ridiculous. He starts taking them off as he has to, like, fiddle with them. They're, they've he's been sitting now on like a high chair and has them sticking off, <laughs> just like underneath oh the table. Now, does anyone know any rituals for unbreakable <laughs> vows or anything like that? Wolf, wolf. Um, I know of them, but I don't know how to do them. Because I just want a good guarantee that you're not going to send people to kill us. I mean, I know we'll kill them, but that's kind of an inconvenience for us. Yeah, it's kind of a waste of resources. I don't like being inconvenienced. I pick up the stilts oh. and I go, if you ever want to see these bad boys again, you better not. <laughs> I want those stilts back in good condition. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I know a perfect way. So, I am going to tell a trusted ally this whole story, everything about it, and this trusted ally, I know, they won't give this information to anyone unless enough time goes by between me giving them a, a special code phrase, and then, oh, who knows what they'll do. Fine, that is the insurance you need, but no more than one person. Okay. Can I have my book, please? <laughs> Tally Wassel throws you the book. Alright, and then I, I. Take the fucking book! Take my fucking stints! What does you want to take? You want to take my fucking pants? <laughs> yes. Alright. Yes. God <laughs> damn it, I shouldn't have said it! He unbuckles his belt, takes him off, and is sitting in the high chair in his underwear. You are you now happy? adorable. You are so adorable. You happy? Aw. Look at you. Aw. Aw. Remember when Ellie Wick started crying earlier? Yeah, um, you, you, on, on, on the high chair, cry. I took your pants, I took your stilts, cry like a baby. Wah, wah. And he just starts, like, mimicking. Wah, wah, wah. I, I think that Clarence needed emotion. Clarence is just, mm, he rubbed me the wrong way. Okay, well, anyways, um, Fine. this made up for the fact that you literally almost killed me earlier by freezing me, so I feel great. Um, I feel vindicated. Um, go help those people. And uh, we'll see you around, I guess, in the future. Oh, that's true. I did almost burn down your mansion. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Yeah, we've been talking for a while. Damn, if we let that go, we'd all be dead. <laughs> Wait, how long have we been talking? It's probably been about 29 minutes and 33 seconds. No, I meant, like, is it, like, 6 p.m. yet in... It's getting close. Uh, I have a... I have to go somewhere. Oh, uh, you know what? Looking at the... Look at the sky. I also have to go somewhere. I have places to be. I have things to do. It, yeah, and I got a copy of Spell Scroll into a book, because I, I have a really interested and varied life, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and with that, you all start to head out of this large Thimblewick room, yeah. out of the Thimblewick Manor, and off of the Thimblewick <laughs> Estate. As we get to the gates, I want to just say, Clarence, you're fired. <laughs> well, I, I thought you weren't allowed to be on the premises, but... Uh... I am now, and you're fired. <laughs> And he throws his spear on the ground, steps on it and breaks it, and then just runs off crying. No, that wasn't as that it wasn't as satisfying as I was hoping it would be. I actually feel kind of bad for Clarence now. He's just a person trying to work in this terrible economy. Clarence, Clarence. He is already gone. <laughs> and as Clarence runs off into the distance, and you all start to head off into your last little bits, we transition into the ending little montage of this night and the days to follow so starting in the reverse order of how we started this podcast off art what's the next couple days look like for you well i uh i copy that spell scroll um into my spell book and i kind of start hunkering down um, in the city and keeping an eye out for anything that would seem off to me. Um, I meet with our merchant friends. I uh, have some very private conversations with them. Um, and I just kind of prepare for the days to come. Uh, I, uh, I have my silly moments and I have my serious moments. And each night I go to bed and... Um, I cast a divination spell um, to kind of put an eye above the uh, the city, essentially a mile above it, and I'm just watching. And your talks with Aramaic go smoothly. You get to hear little bits and pieces of the stories and of the adventures of Kel and Zoramash and Kaidi and Trayman. And you have a wonderful time drinking with them some fine dwarvish whiskey and ale, swapping stories of your misadventures. And as you leave your eye scanning above the city, Gress, what do you get up to this night and the nights that follow? Well, on that, on that night, I go back to Aramaic side, take Heidi out on a date, and then really just my next few days are me creating the most beautiful pride silk outfit amazing and then i'm also just spending time with kaidi and also just comparing stories with kel and just trying to piece together what could have happened and the date goes fantastically you both have fantastic dinner paired with a nice wine that goes along with each different course at this fantastic restaurant that you know you can order all the finest on the menu and you know you don't have to pay for it because food tastes better when it's free. And that date turns into another, which turns into another, and another. And you get to hear Kel's story of how they escaped 
as the village that you both grew up in was attacked, about how they ran off into the desert not knowing how to find their own way, and stumbling their way into Hailroom, a city to the north of the Sombrock Desert. And they tell you how they taught themselves, basically, how to navigate the desert and what plants were edible and how they could survive on their own, and were able to use this knowledge that they gained for themselves to start becoming a guide, navigating caravans through between Hailroom and Nurton, even between Hailroom and Thulgren, going towards the Dwarven Kingdom. And as you're piecing this story between you and Kel and Art, we pan now over to Varel. What are you up to? Awesome. Yeah, well, I think just Varel is, like, uh, slowly becoming accustomed to a newfound sense of peace uh, and relaxation that he hasn't um, heretofore known. Um, you know, he's among people who he would uh, tentatively use the word family to describe them. So I think after, you know, retiring back to the to the windmill, um, you know, getting all of the gear in order, polished, you know, whetstone, the blade, etc., everything looking perfect, that they would, you know, try to then um, convince themselves to relax and enjoy the newfound uh, friends and family that they have um, so difficultly earned. And, um, you know, I'm sure that that looks pretty silly uh, on many different occasions with us, you know, especially press, etc. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what Varel does. And Varel, you have such a fun time getting to know further your friends in this new little family that you've discovered over the past about two weeks. You end up getting to swap stories with them, sharing time with each individual member at their own little areas. Uh, Ada takes you into the library one day. Grass serves you drinks at the Hobgobble Inn. Eliwick, you spend some time polishing her armor. And Crescent Art tell you stories about towns they've ruined and nobles they've embarrassed. And after all of that, Ada, what are you up to? All right. So, as soon as I get back to the library, Ada is going to uh, ask, <laughs> ask the head honcho, the head turtle, Tortle, for um, for a book stamp to stamp that the book has been returned to the library and give it back. And hopefully, um, she is going to work her way into possibly, you know, level three uh, access within the <laughs> library system because of this wonderful and auspicious deed that has been done. Um, work her way before. back to level three. Yeah, work her way back to level three after level you know, some things had happened. Some some people had regrets had been made. Um, and uh, other than that, she is going to um, after returning the book, uh, spend the rest of her time making a sort of copy notes from the old book, the book that the Thimblewicks had, into a personal journal on the old gods. Yeah, just start finding out all kinds of new stuff in the library. You know, trying not to set anything else on fire. <laughs> trying. <laughs> and you're able to read through this book and get all kinds of information about the old gods before the divine recession. Before the gods lost their ability to directly interact with the material plane. And you hear stories of Stormhold Kogan, 
and in this book there is more about the hunter plague in addition to the notes the total warwick gave you and as you copy all of these new thoughts and new ideas into your journals we pan over towards elliwick elliwick what are you up to yeah I think Elliewick, um, like, kind of feels like she wants to, like, reconnect with nature in, like, a more loving way. Um, Elliewick, like, finds some animals and, like, just, like, searches around, like, sits with some flowers, sees what's up with that, um, and maybe hits up a tavern or two, um, in the area, you know, just get some relaxation going Absolutely, Elliewick, you're able to get some time out of the city, you leave from the Hobgoblin Inn in the morning. Set your way off down by the wet district where you're able to find a little bit of greenery that helps remind you of Grensboro. You see small little like desert rabbits coming, drinking from the stream, and you're able to converse with them with a little bit. You have a wonderful, relaxing time for this about a week of downtime. And now, last but certainly not least, Grass. Grass is spending out her days... She's been um, bartending at the Hobgoblin Bar and Grill underneath the windmill in the center of the town. Yeah. Taking. Yeah, yeah. Taking her breaks upstairs, she'll climb up through the circular staircase and peek in towards the library and see what um, Ada's been up to in the garden, and also hot boxing it with her girl Ellie Wick. And a cow that we saved all those months ago before we went into the desert also joins us. It's been a little over a week. (laughs) (laughs) Comes, hangs out at the Hobgoblin with us. And we all come, because, like, the happy hour there is great. The drink specials have been popping since I've taken over, you know? We've tried to incorporate a lot of, like, sand theme because it feels like all that it's been on my mind for, like, I don't know, what feels like 20 episodes or more of my life. It's been in the desert. It stays with you. And you all get to have that wonderful time where you come every now and again back to the Hop Couple Inn over the next couple days where Grass has picked up a couple shifts now. Until one day, as you all gather there waiting for grass, she doesn't show. What? And that's where we'll pick up next season on LGBT D&D. What? And there you have it, ladies, gentlemen, neither's boats, and in-betweens, season one of LGBT D&D. Thank you so much for listening to this. It really means the world to myself, Melissa, and the rest of the cast to listen to the story that we came up with. If you are interested in supporting LGBT D&D and hopefully making a second season of LGBT D&D, please go to the GoFundMe linked in our Instagram as well as down below in the description. And consider supporting us and the work that we've done and will continue to do. Thank you again so much for listening, and I hope you have an awesome fucking day, awesome fucking month, awesome fucking year, and an awesome fucking life. God's dead, Leo.